Welcome to How Do You Write? I'm your host, Rachel Heron, and this is a bonus episode brought to you directly by my $5 patrons. If you'd like me to be your mini coach for less than a large mocha frappuccino, you can join too at patreon.com slash Rachel. Well, hello, writers. Welcome to episode number 171 of How Do You Write? I'm Rachel Heron. So pleased that you're here with me today as I come to you from the co-working space, which I mentioned in the last episode, I love so much that it actually hurts. So this is a mini episode and I've got some questions that have been backing up here that I want to answer. So let's jump right into it. Hopefully I'll get through at least two, maybe three. Uh, okay. First is from Mel Climo. Where do memoirists hang out? Do you have any recommendations for where I can start looking online for this tribe? I do have a great group of romance writers locally and nationally, New Zealand, whoop, whoop. but while they stray into thrillers and fantasy sci-fi, I am clearly not hanging out in the right places to find memoir writers, and I'm too far away to come to uh, your university courses. I wish you could, Mel. Um, I have a travel memoir drafted, and I'm keen to find some like-minded critique partners to swap with and get building my memoir muscles. Okay, so that is a really interesting and tricky question, which is why I am enjoying answering it right now. Um, there used to be a, an association, which I think is still around in the United States, which I believe is open for everyone called the National Association of Memoir Writers. I just Googled that. And if you go to any of their pages, it looks like they have lost their URL and now it's somebody trying to tell you to download things that you shouldn't download. So, um, that's no good, but they do still have a Facebook group. Let me glance at it really quick. I pulled it up. Um, it has 3,000 people in it. And if you Google National Association of Memoir Writers, join the Facebook group. Um, it looks like it's pretty healthy. They have monthly roundtables. Um, there are different talks that you can get into, teleseminars. Um, and the reason I recommend that is just because it is nice to play, have a place to start connecting. Um, being in these kind of groups is great, but finding your peers is better. So what I recommend is that uh, you find a Facebook group like this or some other kind of group um, and start to get to know the players inside. If you find some memoirists that you love, follow them on social media. Start leaving them comments. I know this sounds like a lot of work, but it actually works and is a form of networking. Uh, Marion Roach Smith has a podcast now. It's called QWERTY, uh, like the keyboard letters, uh, Q-W-E-R-T-Y, QWERTY. And she interviews incredible memoirists and get to know them, follow them around, see where they are hanging out, see what they're posting online. Uh, You can actually really become pals with people just online by following them around. Like Mel, I feel like I know you because you and I have been around each other a while now. So that is a good way to do it. I, I don't really find any other memoir groups easily available, and I'm not sure why that is. So if anybody listening to this has something that they know about, please come to howdoyouwrite.net and drop us a comment. Mel, I'll be sure to pass that on to you. But other than that, memoirists are, we're hard to find. We hide. We hide in plain sight and write all of our truths down. So um, yeah, that's what I've got for you right now. If I hear more, I will let you know. 
So good question. Uh, let's see. Maggie. Hello, Maggie. Maggie says, have officially hired an editor for the first time. First book. Who will get the manuscript in mid-February and get back to me in mid-March with an editorial assessment after reading all the, uh, yeah, so this is, this is, sounds like it's a structural edit. Um, some questions for you in the How Do You Write community. When your work in progress is off being edited, do you suggest you keep working on it or put it away and jump into something else? Do you have tips or suggestions of how to get the most out of your experience? Down the line, when you get into needing a line edit, do writers usually hire the same editor again for consistency slash relationship or go with someone different to get another set of professional eyes on it? As you are essentially paying someone to tell you what's wrong with and hopefully write with it, is there a way to prepare yourself to sit with constructive criticism of your first novel without wanting to quit? Okay, I know that is a rhetorical, non-answerable, but definitely a big fear of mine. I have loved everyone's questions and the new bonus episodes. Thank you for offering them. You are very welcome, Maggie. And I really wanted to get to your question because I know that time has been running out as you're waiting for your editorial letter to come back in the mail uh, or in the virtual mail as it probably is coming. So you've got a bunch of questions in here. Um, People who are listening and wondering about these different kinds of edits, uh, the biggest and I consider one of the most important, they're all important, but one of the most important is that developmental edit. It is also known as a structural edit. It is also known as a, oh, what's the word? Content edit. Because writers have a million different words for a million different things, there's, there's no reason to why we do that. We just call things differently. So that's the, that's the thing. It is um, the 30,000 foot view of your book. The, the editor looks at how it works if all of your um, it, it's looking for plot problems. It's looking for character arc problems. Uh, this particular edit is looking for, does this book make sense? Does it have a theme? Does it have a point? What is that point? And how effectively is that point being given? So it's a really, really big and very important edit. And Maggie, I'm going to skip around in your question. Um, when you say, how do you prepare yourself to sit with constructive criticism on this first book without wanting to quit? Uh, first of all, I think most people feel this way. When you get that revision letter, that first big revision letter, you want to quit. It's hard because this editor is someone that... Um, you're either working with at a traditional publisher and they bought your book and they're working with you on it, or they're somebody you hired in either case, this person is important and their opinion matters in a way that your friend's opinion don't matter, that your husband's opinion does not matter. Uh, this is an authority figure who will be coming to you to tell you how your book is broken. And that is because that's what we need them to do. Uh, structural, a structural or content edit will never come back to you and say, great job, nailed it. And we should not believe it if they do. Um, every once in a while, editors will say, little, you know, leave little smiley faces or little ha-has. But I've had editors who never leave any positive feedback, just negative feedback, because that is what they are paid to do. That is their job. So yeah, you'll want to quit. Everybody wants to quit when they get that first revision letter. I still want to quit when I get revision letters. Uh, And knowing that, I think for me, is the biggest part of the battle. Um, Your very first revision letter, 
I have heard it described as like hearing a nuclear explosion, being in the impact range of a nuclear explosion. You will not be able to hear for three or four days. There will just be a ringing in your ears as you try to figure out, can all of this negative input into my book uh, be true? None of this can be true, can it? I am not a failure. I didn't write a completely failed book. And the truth is, no, you didn't. There's a lot of your book that works. But again, your editor, her job is to point out what doesn't work. And it is this explosion. It's it's hard to imagine how difficult it is. And I say that with a laugh under my voice because it gets better. And I'll tell you that too. That's another good thing to expect. Give yourself two, three, four days to sit on the letter. Don't start working. Don't do anything in the manuscript. Just sit with it. Amazingly, three or four days later, usually I start to think, well, you know, that whole letter is crap, except maybe for that first point she raised. Maybe I could make that a little bit better. And then the next day I think, oh, maybe her second point isn't that terrible. It's not that off. Uh, And this keeps happening. The revision letter keeps getting better and better. Shockingly, the more you think about it. Because here's the thing. Editors know what they're doing. They are experts. My editors have been right about what they tell me to do approximately 95% of the time, which to me sounds like 100% of the time. When they tell me to do it, I generally always do it. And I am generally always very pleased that I did, even if I didn't like it going into it. Your mileage may vary. The word stet is very important when you're getting edited. Uh, You can always stet something, which means let it stand the way it is, the way I wrote it. The author always wins. In a discussion with an editor, author always wins. However, I believe that in a discussion, a, a disagreement of opinion between an author and an editor, the editor is generally right. Not always, of course, you may have had a terrible editor in your time, but they're generally amazing and awesome and right. So give yourself permission to feel shell-shocked, to hide in your bed, to comfort read your favorite book for the 35th time, and then go slowly through that revision letter and uh, and it'll, it'll be okay. It'll be okay. It's awesome. It's really the most wonderful thing because it's making your book better. Uh, which is incredible. So let me go back and fish out these other questions in here. So when it's being edited, do you suggest keeping working on it or put it away and jump into something else? I generally put it away and start something else um, unless I'm lying around and I think, oh God, I did not see that plot hole. I'm going to fix that right now. You can start working on it because you can be pretty sure that your editor will come back to you and tell you about it anyway. So, you know, do do what you want. Um, not a big wheel, not a big deal either way. The time to start stop poking at it is when you send it off for copy edits. So the line edit phase, depending on your structural edit that you got, is often included in the structural edit. Not always. Um, it sounds like perhaps yours wasn't. A line edit can also be included in a copy edit phase. So perhaps you'll be able to combine those two. And the difference between the two is a line edit is looking at the grammatical construction and of your sentences and their relative ease of reading. Do they make sense or are you being confusing on a sentence level? That's what line edits are. 
Copy edits, on the other hand, are things like typos, missing words, um, improper punctuation. Uh, getting my copy edits always makes me feel like the worst writer in the world who has never heard of the correct usage of a quotation mark or a possessive S. Like, I don't know. Well, copy edits are the worst. But um, so you may be looking at possibly folding a line edit into a copy edit round, which is something that you discuss with the editor. And yes, I would always use somebody else for the next round of edits because you do want that fresh eye. Your primary structural content editor will have already seen the book, really thought through it, and she will miss stuff next time just because she's already familiar with it. So you generally want to hire somebody else. After your copy edits, after all those typos are taken care of, you do also want to get a proofer or two or beta readers uh, because typos will always slip past a copy editor as well, which is very frustrating. But there it is. Let's see. I think that's all the questions in there. Those were really great questions. Thank you. Thank you very, very much. And I just want to say, Alex, I have not forgotten your question about romance. I'm going to get that back to that in the next mini episode. But I just wanted to thank you patrons who send in questions. They are really fun to answer. It's really fun to talk to you guys, mostly about craft kind of things. So uh, that's great. And I wanted to thank you. So happy writing to all of you. Come over, drop me a line at howdoyouwrite.net or email me or tweet me or whatever way you want to get a hold of me. And thank you for listening. Thanks so much for joining me on this episode of How Do You Write? You can reach me on Twitter, Rachel Heron, or at my website, rachelheron.com. You can also support me on Patreon and get essays on living your creative life for as little as a buck an essay at patreon.com slash Rachel, spelled R-A-C-H-A-E-L. And do sign up for my free weekly newsletter of encouragement to writers at rachelheron.com slash write. Now go to your desk and create your own process. Get to writing, my friends. <laughs>